All right, well, good evening, and uh, it's good to be back. Well, church family, this is it. Uh, we, we, uh, we've done all the preparation, everything has been done that we can do, and it's time to... Uh, it's time for that day that we we actually leave. And uh, uh, I've been trying to put into words, uh, think of the words to put put into the message tonight. And uh, the Lord's just really been dealing with my heart about over the last couple weeks, really about laborers. You know, with our missions conference, and then we were in Kenai this last week, and just the reoccurring thing came to mind. And through the the preaching and through the testimonies. That you know, where where are the laborers? And uh, and as I I've thought about that and uh, this message, we will talk about that a little bit. I know it's past our missions conference, but um, we all need to be on our eyes on the field and what the Lord wants us to do. Because it, it doesn't matter if you're laboring here or in Uniclete in Africa. Uh, we're all called to be laborers for Christ, laborers in the fields, and. Um, it's just, and we'll talk about it through the message, but it's not, it's not that one person's doing something more important anywhere else. It's, it's all us laboring together in, in God's harvest. And, uh, and I'm excited. We're, we're flying out. Amanda um, and the kids fly out tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Pray for them. And uh, we got separated this time. Um, I'll be flying out Tuesday with the boys, meeting them up in there uh, on Tuesday. And, um, and the work will begin. We already have... Uh, plenty to do once we get there, and there's 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 plenty to do. So pray for us as we get into the winter time, and uh, and continue the work that needs to be done there. Um, twenty four years. Uh, what does twenty four years mean to you? Um, if you would have been here in this church about twenty four years ago, uh, I would have came in as a seven eight year old boy. Um, you know, in many ways, I'm a product of what God used this church. Uh, to do in a young man's life, he can take. If he can take me, <laughs> he can take any one of you boys, young ladies, uh, and he can use you. Uh, if he can use me, uh, there's there's great hope for you. Um, <clears throat> I was I was saved through this church, baptized in this church. You know, met my wife, married at this church. You know, the God God is still working through the local church. Isn't that amazing? Um, God has provided here for me a, p- a place of growth, a place to be sent out of. God is still using the local church uh, in this age. We're not, uh, you know, we're we're not finished yet. The the command to go go into all the world is still here. It's in front of us. The command is to go. And uh, uh, the thought struck me not too long ago. You know, what if we what if we raised our children to go instead of God having to call them to go? Um, what if we raised them with the intention to send them? Uh, you know, the, the the thought was brought up at the missions conference in Kenai this week. Of of uh, you know, our uh, many parents want to hold their children back. They don't want to send them beyond their their immediate realm of influence. And uh, many times it is parents that hang on to their children too tightly. And uh, we have to be careful that we need to to raise our children to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And uh, we're excited that we can go out of this church and and, just, and do that in Unicleet and wherever the Lord leads us after that. Let's take our Bibles if you would to Matthew chapter nine. It's already quarter, almost quarter till. I won't be long tonight, I don't think. Um, but I am. I have just been really burdened about this thought of laborers. And I know, like I said, we just got through our missions conference, and uh, you know we. We talked about 
the need for whatever it is, finances. We, we've talked about the, the physical needs. Um, but I can't get over the thought of laborers. We need laborers in the field. And uh, wherever that is, whether it's here in Anchorage, whether it's in uh, Africa, wherever it might be, the Lord is calling for laborers. And young people, uh, how many of you are eight years old? Young people. Any eight-year-old young men? Girls? Seven-year-olds? There's got to be a few. Nine-year-olds? All right, there's a few. <laughs> I know they're here. Uh, listen, start praying now that God will use you to go into the world and preach the gospel. Start now. Start praying now. Parents, start praying now that your children, uh, that God will call them into the fields, whether it's here or there. God wants to use them. But Matthew chapter 9, and look in verse, uh, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Uh, that's exactly what, what's happening today. You look around, you see people wandering just like a sheep without a shepherd. And they, in many ways, they've removed themselves from that. Uh, maybe they were in church, they took themselves out of church, or maybe they never have been part of a church. Um, they're without a shepherd. In verse 37 says, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. In verse 38, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth millions of dollars into his harvest. <laughs> um, we, you know, we laugh at that, but the problem is not money in God's eyes. The problem is laborers. Um, you know, I believe, I believe with all my heart that God has the finances. God has a big wallet. I, I found that out. We found that out traveling, deputation. God always provides the need. What he needs is somebody to step out and make the steps in the direction God wants them to go, and he will provide. He needs the laborers, and the, the finances will be there. God, if, if God is behind it, he will, uh, he will finance it. And we see here that the Lord is calling for laborers. Let's go ahead and pray this evening before we get into the message. Father, we do pray this evening that you would uh, bless the, the time in your word. Lord, I just I feel, I feel burdened, Lord, tonight. Lord, that you want to use somebody here. Lord, you want to use a young person, maybe prick their heart about surrendering tonight or whatever it is that you would call somebody here to do. Lord, I pray tonight we'd examine our hearts, Lord, and be willing, be ready, be surrendered to whatever it is you have for us, Lord. We thank you for your love for the world, that you would send your Son and die for us, Lord. And we pray that we take that, that good news throughout the land, throughout our country, throughout the world, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The, the thought I, I had when I uh, was reading through this passage not long ago, actually it was on deputation. We were, uh, we were actually in Phoenix, Arizona. We were at a church on the north side of Phoenix, and you could see over over the whole Phoenix Valley, and you could see just nothing but buildings for as long as you could see. And growing up in Alaska, uh, I just, I never saw that many big cities, and it, it was just amazing to see the millions of people, I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think they say there's around three million or more in the Phoenix Valley area, and I got to thinking, why, Lord, why would you send me to a, a village of 800 people, and there are millions of people uh, in this valley, and the, the thought immediately struck me, uh, as we see here in verse 38, that 
It is his harvest, not ours. It's his harvest, and not ours. Look in verse 38. It says, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. First of all, now I want to encourage you to think, we are, we are not in charge of the harvest. We are not in charge of sending uh, someone somewhere specific. We are not in charge of, of knowing who is going to be saved, who is not going to be saved. We are just... We are just like little chess pieces that God moves around wherever He wants us. We need to go. And we need to do what God wants us to do. But it's not our harvest, it's His. You know, I believe with all my heart that missions begins in the heart of God. It it begins in the throne room of God. It it begins with with God hearing the cry of that one person, uh, whether it's in Papua New Guinea, whether it's in in, in, uh, Mexico. He hears that cry of that one person, and He sends the laborer to take him the gospel. Um, he saves, I think he saves the unlikely. You know, many times if you're still winning, maybe you hand a track to somebody, you see somebody that you don't think would ever get saved. Maybe by their outward appearance, maybe some big burly guy that uh, you say, I, he doesn't look like somebody that's interested in getting saved today. Well, we don't know that because we're not Lord of the Harvest. If God tells you to give that person a track, you better give that person a track. And you don't know what the Lord's going to do in that person's life. I think of Jonah and his his call to Nineveh, and Jonah had to have thought that is the most unlikely city that God would save. I mean, if you lived at that time, I'm sure we would have thought the same thing. Why Nineveh? Surely God's not going to do a work in Nineveh. But God saves the unlikely. He, he, he cares about those people. He cares about the unsaved, wherever they might be. And if there's a repentant heart, he will send laborers. You know, I think of the, the woman at the well. God is, God is in charge. He, is, he, knows, he knew that there was a woman that was going to sit at the well that day. And he sent his only son. He sent his son to go sit by that woman and to, to preach the gospel to her, to, to talk about living water. That if she would drink of that water, she would never thirst again. How about the Ethiopian woman, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch? I'm sorry, that was in the chariot, and Philip went down, and uh, the Holy Spirit told Philip, "Go to that, go to that man, go to that chariot, and join yourself to that chariot." And uh, and guess what? That man got saved. Uh, but without Paul, or uh, without Philip following the Holy Spirit's leading, uh, he would not have seen that man got saved that day. We have to be spirit-led in our, in our mission efforts. We have to be spirit-led. You think of Paul in Acts chapter 16, when Paul, was, he wanted to preach in Asia. He wanted to preach in Asia. And twice, the Holy Spirit said, don't go. I'm, I don't want you to go yet. And then, the call to Macedonia came. So Paul, Paul had, to, he had to resist that, that, that urge. He wanted to go to, to Asia and preach the gospel, but God said, not yet. We have to be spirit-led when it comes to the missions. And uh, I believe with all my heart that God is sending us to Uniclete because he has a harvest there for us. He has a harvest uh, awaiting us. And secondly, when we think of the harvest and laborers, I think of this. I think that there is, there is one harvest, but many fields. One harvest. Many, look, in, look in John chapter 4, if you would. John chapter 4. Um, we understand that the harvest is the... It's the collective uh, work of God to bring men uh, into the into the fold of God, and we uh, we can we can think of that in the illustration of, of a farmer. You know, a farmer has many fields. 
Um, but he has one harvest. You know, we, when I was younger, I had, we, me and my brothers and sisters worked in some fields with a farmer, uh, potato fields, and uh, every day would be different. We would be, sometimes we would be in a large field, and uh, it would take, you know, it would take a long time, all day to harvest, harvest potatoes out of that field. Another day you might be in a small field, uh, or maybe this long, narrow field. One day you'd be in a large field. It didn't really matter to the farmer what kind of field he had because it was all part of the great harvest, uh, his final harvest. And that's how it is with us. We, you know, we sing the song, uh, does, uh, little as much when God is in it. You know, we, sometimes we get to looking at our field and say, well, my field's not as big as that person's field. Well, it doesn't matter because we're all working together in the same harvest. Uh, whatever field God's given you, it's a harvest field. Uh, it's all part of his harvest, not ours. John 4.35 says, uh, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Um, it says in verse 36, And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, and uh, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, One soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap, that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and, are, uh, and ye are entered in to their labors. Uh, notice in verse 35, he says, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's plural, fields. And, and it says, for they are white already to harvest. Listen, God has many fields for us to labor in. Um, now, we can only labor in one field at a time. <laughs> that's why we, 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 we take part of missionary efforts. Um, we can, right here from Anchorage, Alaska, be part of a field around the world because we can give financially, we can send people, we can do things to be part of other people's fields, but we have a field right here. The field that you influence every day that you go out of your house, that is your field of influence. Uh, we each have those. God has a field for everyone to labor in. Um, the problem is there's a shortage of laborers. Um, you know, we were traveling last year on deputation, and we saw the signs everywhere. You know, now hiring. <laughs> Texas number, if you want you know, to, to be hired, all these fast food restaurants, you name it. Um, I think there was one sign we saw that said, um, now hiring anybody that shows up. Seriously, that was the, that was the, that was the sign. And so we have we have a problem in our country. It's called labor shortage. And uh, but it, it's, that is what we have in the Lord's harvest as well as the labor shortage. Um, you know, and I don't I don't believe that we we hinder God's work when we. You know, God's work's going to go forward, but we miss out. We miss out when we don't join the harvest and do what God calls us to do. I believe if we don't answer a call, God's going to have somebody else do it. But we're going to miss out on a great harvest, uh, a great a great harvest in heaven. I mentioned this earlier, but there's no better field than another. You know, we, <laughs> we, cannot, we cannot get our eyes on some other field and say, well, I wish I was over there. I wish I was doing that. Because what God calls each and every one of us to do is just as important. Uh, it might not look the same. It might not be exactly the same thing. But God is, if God put you in that field, don't, don't stop plowing. Don't stop sowing. Don't stop reaping the harvest in your field until God puts you where he wants you. 
Uh, there's no better field than another. We're all in his, in his place, in his harvest. Look in verse 36 of uh, Matthew, uh, John chapter 4. Uh, there are several things I wanted to bring out of, of verse 36 when it comes to laboring in harvest. John chapter 4, verse 36. Notice these things as we read. It says, And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. First of all, we see uh, in verse 36 that we labor to receive wages. You say, well, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think we should labor. We shouldn't work for the Lord for money. Well, we don't, but we do labor. We, right here it says we receive wages. You know, we don't work, work for nothing. Uh, many people think, well, we just, uh, you know, we work for the Lord because we love Him, and that's true. But there are great rewards to, to, to working in the Lord's harvest. Uh, we see here it says, He that reapeth receiveth wages. You know, I would rather be, be working in the fields of the Lord than to be receiving the wages of sin. Um, you know, we, the Bible says that the wage of sin is death. We all were in those fields. We were all in the fields of sin, but we were saved. We were brought out of those fields, and now we're earning wages, uh, wages in God's fields. Isn't that amazing? We are now gathering for life eternal. And then secondly, it says that we are gathering fruit unto life eternal. Um, what, is, what is harvesting? Harvesting is laying up for a future date. You know, people harvest for wintertime. They lay up, uh, they lay up the hay for the winter. They lay up the, the wheat, the oats, and uh, you know, in Alaska, we lay up moose meat for the winter. <laughs> we go, we go fishing. We lay up meat for the winter. Uh, it's the same thing in God's harvest. We are laying up fruit unto life eternal. Uh, young people, if you wanna, if you wanna do something worthwhile with your life, work in God's harvest. Work in God's harvest. You will never regret. You will ne- never regret. The, the, the wages that God gives you. You know, and I don't understand all of that. I don't understand what that exactly is going to look like when we get to heaven, but I do know God is going to be pleased and He will be, uh, he will be giving us wages for our labors here on this earth. Uh, and then lastly, look there, the, the, uh, the very end of verse 36, He says, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. You know, isn't that amazing? No matter if you're uh, no matter no matter if you're sowing or reaping, you can rejoice together in the harvest. Uh, you know, we can we can even apply that to the 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 ones that send missionaries and the ones that go. You know, whether you're here or there, you can rejoice together. Isn't that what we do when a missionary comes back and he reports about what God has been doing? We 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 gather together and we rejoice because we hear all the good reports of what the Lord is doing. It says, He that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. But we're not only going to rejoice on this earth, but we are going to rejoice forever and eternity over that one soul that came to Christ. Uh, we can, we, we're going to be able to sit, you know, sit around, I'm sure, and, and think of all those that we were able to lead to the Lord, all those that we were able to see come to Christ throughout eternity uh, someday. Lastly, I think we can see that the harvest is now. Here in verse uh, verse 35. And lastly, the harvest is now. Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, 
Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. You know, young people, if God says to go now, you need to go now. Don't wait till you're, you're, you're 60, 50, 60. You know, give, give God the best years of your life. Don't, don't wait. Uh, if God wants you to go now, don't hold back. The harvest is now. Um, don't miss out on the field that God has for you. You know, why, I, I've asked the question myself, why, why are the laborers short? Why, or why are they few? Um, well, I can look back in my own life, and um, as Pastor mentioned, you know, I, I knew God wanted me to work in missions, but there was always that draw to, to whether it is, you know, making a name for yourself, making, uh, you know, making, making money. I remember the day I went down to the, uh, Brother Thomas, I went down to the, uh, uh, Plumbers and, fight, uh, plumbers and Pipe Fitters Union. I put my name down on the list. And I know it was the Lord that they never called me. They never called me. Um, you know, there's always opportunities. The world has opportunities for you. Um, you know, whether it's... Uh, you know, last year I was working at, as a carpenter. Um, the, the company I was working for, he came to me and said, I, I want you to be my lead, uh, my lead carpenter. I want you to, you know, I'm going to give you a new truck, a new trailer. You're going to have everything you need. And, and I already knew, you know, God, is, God has put a time on my, my time here. And uh, guess what? There's always the opportunity, but God is so much more worth it if you give your life for the harvest uh, where God is calling you to go. Don't, don't substitute it, young people. When the world calls you and says, I want you to do this, it's not worth it. The harvest is now, not when you're 60 or 80 years old. You can, you can work now in your harvest. I, I want to read Jeremiah 8.20. Uh, Jeremiah 8.20. We, many times we think of this verse when it comes to salvation, but it says, the, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Uh, I know it's dealing with Israel and the, the nation of Israel. And uh, we can, I think we can apply that to, to, to those that maybe, um, maybe are lost and they put off that time that God has given them. But I think we also can see that there is going to be a day that our harvest is past. The time for us to labor is going to be past. Um, each one of us have a moment, just a moment, to work in God's harvest. Are we, are we, are we accomplishing that uh, in our lifetime? Our time will come to an end. John 9, 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. You know, in Alaska, we joke about the, the seasons here. We joke about, you know, there's two seasons in Alaska. One is winter and getting ready for winter. <laughs> That's the two seasons that we, we think of in Alaska. And it's true, you know, spring hits and you're already thinking, all right, I've got to get this done before winter. And your, your whole summer goes towards getting ready for winter. And uh, that's just part of living in Alaska. And, but I, I want to I ask you this. Are you accomplishing God's work before your night is coming? You know, the night is coming on all of our labors. Um, we have a time now. We have a time to work now. Are we doing what God wants us to do? I know we just ended missions conference. Those, those commitments uh, to, to faith promised are, are already been put in. But how about your life? Young people, how about your life? Have you put your life in that faith promise slot? Uh, you know, it's easy to put in a number sometimes. But when you, when you put your life in there, are you willing to commit your life? Um, the labors are few. The labors are few. Who will go? 
who will go for the Lord. Let's bow in prayer tonight. Uh, I'll have Pastor come and close out the service. Father, I thank you so much for allowing us to be laborers together in your harvest. Lord, it's not ours. It's not our work. It's not, it's not for our glory. Lord, you have given us the opportunity to be laborers in your harvest. Lord, I pray that, as your word says, pray. Lord, pray for laborers that they would be called into your harvest. And Lord, uh, as we live in a time where it seems like it seems like fewer and fewer young people are, are surrendering to to do your will, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd prick hearts tonight, Lord, whatever it is you're dealing with our hearts about, I pray that we'd be faithful to that, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Pastor. Amen. It just doesn't seem like it. That is happening across, statistically speaking, across the nation of Christians, just, just fewer and fewer giving their life into the cause of, uh, of Christ, whether that's just the call to preach missions, whatever that might be. I like how he was finishing up there. He had said this. It's not so much about what faith promise. I'm going to give this much about. What about putting your life in there? Lord, whatever you want. Um, and listen, it is the Lord's harvest. The need is great. It is there. And even as it says right up there, right up there, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. When we head out here, we are missionaries. That field is there. Those people are going to be around tomorrow at work. They're there. Maintain your testimony. They're not there by accident. Look for opportunities to give the gospel out. Again, think if you're the one who's lost, if you're the one that needs to be told, if, if, if you're the one that's in that field, not the worker. Please see the need that is there tonight. Michael, thank you very much. With, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Is there any here say, Pastor McGovern, right now, I'm not even certain if I were to die right now that I'd go to heaven. I don't even know. It's been bothering me right now. I'm not certain what would happen to me if I were to die right now. Please pray for me. Would you just raise your hand for me? Let me see it. I see some small children. Anybody else? Boy, if the Lord worked on your heart tonight. When's the last time that you really saw yourself as a laborer in God's field? Father in heaven, I pray that you bless this invitation. Work in hearts and lives, Lord. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. It's 541. 541. And if you need to come and pray here this evening, you come and pray.